You're listening to SBS News. SBS acknowledges the traditional custodians of country and their connections and continuous care for the skies, lands and waterways across Australia. Hi there, g'day, and welcome to this episode of The Settlement Guide, a series where we help you navigate life in Australia. Whether you arrived today, have been living here for years, whether you were born in Australia or you're planning to move here shortly, this series is for you. My name is Claudiana Blanco, and I came to live in Sydney more than a decade ago, and I'm still learning about life down under every day. Today we will explore how to resolve divorce disputes and settle without going to court. Divorce is one of the most stressful transitions people can experience in life. Given the high financial and emotional costs of going to court, the Australian legal system incentivizes mediation and family dispute resolution alternatives prior to litigation. Mediation is about finding that place where it's okay, it's not perfect and there is going to have to be compromise on both sides, but it's bearable. They can both live with it. And that's a good mediation when they're both walking away, not with joy in their step or looking completely hung dog. It's them walking away going, okay, that was a fair outcome. Let's get started. Simply put, Divorce is the formal dissolution of a marriage. But given the immense emotional, parenting and financial implications of a divorce, families can struggle to reach an amicable financial settlement without external support. In Australia, spouses are required to prove their marriage is irreparable as part of their divorce application. They must demonstrate to have been separated for more than 12 months and agree on parenting and financial arrangements. Eleanor Lau is a partner at Lang & Rogers, a leading Australian law firm. She has been practicing family law for 15 years and is experienced in international divorce settlements. Ms. Lau says before spouses can litigate, they must attempt to formally settle parenting and financial matters first, unless there are exceptions. If you want to go to court in relation to parenting issues, there's a requirement that parents must have participated in family dispute resolution first. It's a form of mediation where they are assisted by a family dispute resolution practitioner to see whether or not they could reach an agreement in relation to their children's ongoing arrangements. With financial matters, we do encourage parties to attempt alternate dispute resolution first, and the courts nowadays want to see that parties have at least tried to negotiate before they litigate. Going to court could cost tens of thousands of dollars and proceedings can take months. Valerie Norton has been an accredited family dispute resolution practitioner or FDRP for 12 years. She says figures show around 90% of divorcing spouses solve their disputes themselves without going to court. Before attempting a mediation, Ms Norton evaluates the likelihood of success. I meet with each 
person individually first. So I'm assessing if mediation is suitable. If there's a lot of upset there, is there a betrayal? Is there a lot of anger? Is there mental health issues, drug, alcohol or domestic violence? And so those safety checks are extremely important to do. Then if I decide that, okay, I can see some commonality here, it's possible that they'll agree without having to go to court. Then we all come together for a joint session to discuss each topic one by one. During mediation sessions, Ms Norton helps clients and their lawyers negotiate settlements. She attempts to steer them away from the emotional upset to focus instead on the practical outcomes that will benefit the parties and their children, if any. Mediation is about finding that place where it's okay, it's not perfect and there is going to have to be compromise on both sides, but it's bearable. They can both live with it. And that's a good mediation when they're both walking away, not with joy in their step or looking completely hung dog. It's them walking away going, "Okay, that was a fair outcome." Australia has a no-fault divorce. This means one spouse can apply for a divorce without the other's consent, and there is no need to state the reasons why they want to end the marriage. Contrary to popular belief, property and assets are not necessarily divided in even halves. Lawyer Eleanor Lau says parties must seek legal advice and apply specific criteria. In a property settlement, the first step is we need to work out what's there to divide. So obviously the wealth within Australia, but also wealth outside of Australia will all be taken into account. Then there are different types of contributions that we will um, consider and, and do an assessment, financial contributions, non-financial contributions and contributions as a homemaker and parent. Valerie Norton says determining how each spouse has contributed to a relationship can be a complex, formulaic exercise. If one of you brought a million dollars into the relationship or the other one brought in debt, that's a consideration when you're separating. The second thing is your contributions during the relationship, and that's both financial and non-financial. And that's not how much money you earned at work because being a stay-at-home parent is considered equal to being a CEO who's on a million dollars a year. It's more about did your parents give you money to buy a house or did you live with them for years to save up for a house? Did you inherit those sort of things. The third consideration in a property settlement is factoring each spouse's future needs. This analysis looks at each spouse's age, earning potential, and overall health, among other aspects, to determine the percentage of how the asset pool will be split. What that means is that are there any reasons in this case that should entitle a party to receive a little bit more because that person may have greater needs moving forward? So a typical scenario is if one party has a primary care of young children and moving forward, that party will continue to assume that primary parenting role and therefore it's unable to earn work or re-enter the workforce or earn a much lower income than the other party. Those type of reasons may warrant an adjustment in that party's favour. Parties can reach a financial or parenting agreement during a family dispute resolution mediation. Lawyers will often advise clients as part of this process or even partake in the discussion. Once contracts are reached, the resulting documents can be legally filed as consent orders. Ms Lau says it's hugely important for people facing a separation to put emotions aside and seek legal advice as soon as practicable. 
sometimes parties may delay because they are not ready, but I think it's important to know where you stand, what your rights and obligations are, and then you can take some time to think about it in terms of what you want to do, but I think it's very important that you get legal advice as soon as possible, especially if overseas assets are involved. Signing a binding financial agreement before the start of a relationship or during its course may be useful for those who wish to avoid the stress of a potential future separation. Binding financial agreements can be used as final settlements. People who don't have considerable wealth and cannot afford a private lawyer or mediator can obtain advice from legal aid or community legal centers. They can also contact Relationships Australia, a government-funded service which can help families going through a separation by providing limited legal advice and connecting them with free or low-cost accredited mediators and counselors. Relationships Australia CEO Nick Tebby explains. Going through a Relationships Australia type service can minimise a lot of the cost that you would otherwise incur by going to lawyers. Um, so obviously, if you can avoid paying all the legal fees that go along with going to court, then there's more money left to deal with all the other things that, that you want to deal with. Although Relationships Australia cannot represent clients in court, they can provide emotional support and counselling services to families going through litigation. We're much more than just a, a transaction-based service. So we don't just look at the, the divorce and, and resolve who gets what. We help people work through everything that goes with that. There's a whole lot of emotion. There's a need to process that and to, to work through that. And if there are children involved, there's obviously an ongoing relationship between those parents, even if they are divorced. You can contact your local Relationships Australia office and book an appointment. Alternatively, you can call the Family Relationships Advice Line. Legal and mental health experts say the most important thing you need to consider when divorcing is the future needs and well-being of your children, if you have any. Part of the healing process comes from accepting that relationships change. Some relationships aren't meant to last forever. They can be really positive and successful relationships while they last, but people can move on and, and still have really happy and, and successful lives, maybe have new relationships afterwards. By accepting that and removing some of that stigma and shame around what a divorce is, we're actually accepting that it's actually just a normal process, focusing more on what needs to be done from a practical perspective than that emotional blaming process Thank you for listening to this episode of The Settlement Guide, written and produced by me, Claudiana Blanco. The Settlement Guide Managing Editor is Rosa Germian. Until next time. Music.